Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. We are thrilled to be gathering with you guys again this week. And as you know, we are deep in the quarantine cut. And we don't know what you might be dealing with or facing, but we just want you to know that you're on our heart. We have some friends and family who are just going through some hard things this mm. week. So if that's you, our heart is with you. And we're thinking of you and spending time praying for our Why Though community because we know that this time is not easy. And, you know, expectations are changing all the time. And it can feel like a lot of disappointment. And then also, so maybe some of you out there are having your best life. You're like, quarantine has been good to me. Quarantine has been good to me. Quarantine has been good to me. And you know what? <laughs> we, we celebrate you and are very excited that that's been the case for you. And please write to us so that we can see how to deal with this. Okay? So if you're having a good run, we need Tell to know. Us. How are you having this Tell good run? Tell us all your Talk secrets. Talk to us. Talk to us, people. Send a message so we can talk about it next week and let the people know here's how to have a good run on quarantine. Oh, I like um, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Slide into our DMs. Let us know yes, how please. you're making it. We want to know. We need to know. Um, we need to know. I do that. I echo that, Ashley. I, I have been thinking about our listeners so much. We know that so many of you are going through the most tricky and demanding yeah. and laborious of circumstances, and we ache just yesterday, Ashley and I were aching over just essential workers and the black yeah. and brown communities who are on the front lines and COVID is hitting them so much harder as they live in multi-generational families. And they're the ones um, who have been serving us so faithfully. And so we are just, yeah. oh, we're broken. So today is a day to hold space today. And I'm not saying this is all we're sitting in the dark, but you know what? <laughs> if there's anything that Ashley and I've taught you is that when you sit in the dark, Usually you can find what you could not find elsewhere. It's so true. And that's how you find the light, right? Like if you, if you sit in the darkness and you talk about it with people and you open that part of your life up, it comes to the light. And mm. light is so beautiful because we, in the light, we see the grace of God. Like I, I love that part in Psalm 139 where it talks about darkness and light are the same to God. And I think that's a really beautiful thing because in Him, like there's no shadow of turning, as the book of James tells us. Yeah. Like in God, there is no darkness, there is no shadow. And so when He looks at even our darkness and our need and our pain, the Lord sees light light like yeah. he can make goodness and grace out of anything and so i just believe that during this time the lord is still moving he's still on the throne he hasn't fallen off he's not left us or departed from us he's not up in heaven going well i guess those humans are just gonna have to figure their life out but he's present in and among us and i'm very mm. grateful for that oh so well said um i am in a be the bridge group which is a book club reading the book be the bridge by latasha morrison and Uh, Just to piggyback off what you said, the idea of the light and the dark without acknowledgement. There's no resurrection, there's no redemption, and there's no reconciliation. Hmm. When we ignore what's within us, ideology, sin, heaviness, happiness, whatever it is, you know, without acknowledgement, there's no room to lament and there's no room to move forward and to, to seek and hope after that which is good. And that's something I've been sitting in this week of just this idea is acknowledgement is so, so, so key. And maybe if you're like me, I'm a three on the Enneagram, y'all. And I'm just like, 
things are going great. Even as like, you know, the car is crashing. I'm not even joking you. I've been in a car <laughs> crash and my thoughts are like, this is great. This is fun. We're going to make it as like, I'm, you know, hearing that metal crunch. Hmm. Uh, so that's where my head's at in hard times. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not great. Um, uh, I mean, it has its pros and cons, but my point it is- totally does. Because the other end is like fatalistic. It's all going to hell in a handbag, you know, which is tends to be where I lean. So it's like, um, what's better or worse? I don't know. That's oh man, and that's other. why I just have to say, y'all, iron sharpens iron. I so enjoy surrounding myself with people who think differently than me. I think it's the greatest gift you can give yourself is to surround to surround yourself with people who love Christ but approach life so differently it is truly oh man it makes you i think it makes you human it makes you realize that your way is not the best way yeah and we can all operate differently and still be functioning you know just even just functioning that's right um but with that i have a tendency to really hide pain in my subconscious and in Mm. my conscious mind i'm like no everything's great and until um i look down and the bullet wound is a you're just bleeding to death and you're like oh that's been there for a minute (laughs) Mm. how how long ago did that happen when did i start gushing blood um yeah and really realizing acknowledgement that there is a problem whether it's um again ideology or racism or prejudice or hurt or pain whatever the case may be i mean you can really fill in the blank it is so important to think to realize that acknowledgement comes before redemption it comes before resurrection it comes before lament yeah um, it really is quite the so blueprint true. quite the it starting is. point and i love our friend our mutual friend harmony grillo um she says you know that there can be no redemption or um repentance without recovery Mm. i'm sorry reconciliation reconciliation without recovery and i really love that because it's one thing to acknowledge which is what we're talking about here and then we have to push past the difficulty of dealing with the issue so that we can get to a place of reconciliation or a place of redemption and god is always redeeming things whatever stage you're in but it's important to know after acknowledgement after lament comes this hard work of recovery and all that means in simple language is that we're changing (laughs) yeah we're growing we're becoming a different person we are you know taking the things that we've learned and um you know implementing those into our daily life and into our perspective and into the way we see people and that's why we picked this topic of today on our podcast because we really wanted to talk about you know if it's not good for for everyone it's not good for me yeah and we're going to have just a discussion about this idea of individual versus communal and we very highly we'll say this on the front end we very highly value both right because Mm -hmm. if everything depends on the community you're going to be in trouble (laughs) and at the same time if nothing depends on the community you're going to be in trouble so there has to be this sweet you know centerpiece of journeying together as the beloved community of god where we recognize man this this thing is really working for me but if 90 other people around me and there's only 100 of us in the room are not doing well in this thing that i'm in then it's important for us to to take stock of who is this really working for and why do i so enjoy that it works for me but not for everybody else and that could be anything and uh, obviously things like race have come up in 2020 more than ever but you know that could be something like sexism it could be Mm -hmm. something like in your family dynamic maybe there's one person who just suffers under the the weight of whatever's happening in the family there they might be the scapegoat or the person that you know everybody tends to get the most mad at (laughs) or perhaps it's in a you know in your workplace where you really sense like oh my gosh 
gosh, I noticed these couple of people seem to be crushed under the way we do things. And yeah. we want to be talking about that and thinking about how, how do we remain individuals in this world and with the capacity and agency to make decisions and to change and to become all that we were created to become? And how do we acknowledge and journey with the community? And how do we cultivate equity, which isn't always going to be equal? Right, <laughs> and that's right. okay, because equal is not what we're going for. Everybody's an individual. Everybody has different skills and talents and dreams and capacities and abilities. And so society is never going to be completely equal for every person, not in economics, not in social, not in culture. That's not how this works. But we can have equity where it's like everybody is different, but we all belong here. And we all deserve to live the life and the calling that God created us to live. And so we want to talk about that today. We think that's a really valuable conversation in the world that we're living in. That was the best introduction to anything on the history of the planet Earth. So well done. Truly. I mean that. The amount of disclaimers (laughs) and the way you set that up. I'm like, oh, (laughs) yes, good point. But but the way you, sorry, my earbud fell out. I'm leaving that in, (laughs) listeners. You get to hear that. I'm not editing that out. (laughs) Welcome to our real lives. Um, The way you talked about the polarization, both are wrong, right? If you only hang out in the collective and if you only hang out in the individual, Mm -hmm. you're losing out on both. And life is both. We have two hands. Like life is both, you know, there's there's both and. Um, And two things come to mind. Number one, the Proverbs 31 woman. And I know this is, you know, it's more of a ancient poem than a list of things we need to be. So Sure. Let's just keep that in mind, y'all. This is an ancient poem talking about womanhood. But yes. the idea that it is someone who understands their personal responsibility, but also understands collective responsibility for her town, for yeah. her people, for others who don't have what she has. Yeah. I think that we have propped Proverbs 31 um, up to be something it's not. But when you look at it, yeah, it's this have. understanding of personal and collective responsibility and i think um even yesterday i was talking with a friend of in my writing i have switched from addressing people's personal responsibility and personal salvation to Mm -hmm. what is your role in the collective whole especially when you are going to have to sacrifice something especially when it's going to cost you to ensure the whole is healthy when you have so much to lose on behalf of someone else, even if you didn't do anything or didn't deserve it or whatever the case may be, what does it look like for you to sacrifice on behalf of those who do not have? And really it's, it's ethics, isn't it? It's, it's wondering where do I play into this individually and again, collectively. Mm -hmm. The other thing that comes Mm -hmm. to mind for me, and this is something that um, I talk to my kids about quite often. And we started about when they were about three And uh, listeners, if you've been with us for over a year, you're going to remember an episode where I brought this up is the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit. As we are evolving Hmm. and growing, when we think of individual and collective, you can serve people. But if you're a jerk in the process, if you are not cultivating the fruit that other people are going to eat, love, joy, peace, you know, this beautiful list, like if we can anchor ourselves in that in this conversation, understanding our role because we want to experience love joy peace patience, right we want to experience all these things but this is what we offer to the world this is the fruit that is going to be hopefully within reach 
And when they bite into that, I want it to taste good. That love, totally. that joy, that peace, you know? Yes. And so individually, I want these things. And this is the thing I want to offer to the world. And so even my kids, you know, as they've grown older, we talk more and more, but it's the first first passage I wanted them to memorize. And they would repeat after me, love, joy, peace, even before they could totally <laughs> pronounce it. That's something mm. that we would really, really imprint in their soul, in their body, in their yeah. mind, that as you operate through the world, you are not just for you. This is not how much you can get and achieve in this life. This is yeah. who you're becoming to be a blessing to other people. That's so beautiful. Oh my gosh, I had a, a similar conversation with my son this morning. He's just been having a hard time. I think that you know, being in quarantine for this long is really starting mm. to wear on our kids. And we yeah. have been able to extend our circle just a little bit, like a little COVID pod where we can play with a few other kids that are also quarantining. <clears throat> and that's been great for the kids. But this morning he was having a tough time listening and then he kind of laid all the cushions out on the couch and then laid down behind the cushions and he's staring at the ceiling and you know, I'm just sitting like across the room from him and he says, Mommy, what is the meaning of life? Oh. <laughs> I just started to laugh so oh. hard. And so I just said, you know. Which well, child was this, the this older man? one or the younger one? This was the old one. Yeah, oh. this is my five-year-old. Oh, and my so goodness. Said, well, there's this story where this man, he's a really smart man, and he comes mm. and he asks Jesus, like, what's the, you know, what's the most important thing in life? You know, what's, what's the laws that I really need to obey out of all right. of these? And so we started talking about how God's commandment is to love God and love others, <clears throat> and how God has given us this rich abundance of intellect and talent and ability and purpose, but at the same time, he shrinks all of that down into how we're loving him and how we're loving others. And so I think it's really great to think about that and what you just shared, Tiffany, the fruit of the Spirit. And when we focus on those things, I also find that I don't need my needs as an individual met as much. Mm. Because when I'm thinking about what's my purpose and what am I really doing with my life and what's going on over here and what's happening over there and I need to do X, Y, and Z, it shrinks that all that down to these are the things that are in my hand to do. But am I bearing fruit? Yeah. Am I am I bearing fruit? Am I loving God? Am I loving others? And is it true? Is that true for me? And I listened to this great podcast this week from the Pantsuit Politics Girls, and I really enjoy their discourse and their dialogue and have for since they started their podcast. I think they're really awesome. I think, Tiffany, you might have been the one who told me about them. Maybe. I can't remember. But she went on to talk. They were talking about education this week because obviously, like, in California, for example, we know for sure in the LAUSD system that we're not going back to school in the fall as we had originally planned. And it was still a very small amount of time anyway. Everybody was only going back two and a half hours, four days a week. So it isn't like we were doing full days in the first place. But gosh, I was just crushed by that. But she opened up the podcast by talking about how in our country, we've been allowed for so long um, to be either citizens of our country or denizens. And I didn't know what the word denizen means, but denizen is basically an inhabitant and then a citizen is a participant. And so mm. she's talking about how in America, we're, re we're really waking up to this idea that we have been inhabitants of our country, but we haven't really been participating in oh, our wow. civic responsibility. And until it really hit us, and she talked about how the pandemic hasn't introduced new problems, it has only revealed old ones. And I thought that that rang very true in yep. what I see, um, yep. whether it be racism, whether it be education system, obviously healthcare, insurance. I mean, we're seeing so many problems revealed. Yeah. Um, even what our uh, immigrants are dealing with. Um, Classism, you know, everything man. From, yes, yeah, exactly, classism. There's so many things that we can see in our society, but I thought that was a great, 
um, you know, partner to this conversation where it's like, gosh, I really, there have been some areas, I'm pretty active, to be honest, in the community and have been for a while, but I know what it means to be an inhabitant and to not participate and just know, like, this basically works for me. <laughs> like, it's good. Yep. And then when I realized, like, oh, not even 50% of kids are coming to their Zoom classes. And mm. why? Does that mean because, you know, they don't have laptops or tablets? I mean, we didn't have anything extra in our house, so our son would have to use mine every day, which meant I couldn't work during that whole time. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, so I think there. what if we didn't have a single thing in the house and nobody has access to a library? Some people don't even have internet. So just really making all of us evaluate how am I just an inhabitant? Like I'm here taking up some space, but I'm not a participant. And I think that could ring down from, you know, this civic sort of governmental activist space all the way down to in our home life. You know, mm -hmm. are we inhabiting some space in our house, but we're really not participating to our friendship circles? Am I an inhabitant, but not a participant to our faith communities? Am I an inhabitant or a participant? And again, it's not so that you can pull out a long list of things you need to do now in order to participate, but just some thought reflection is all right. I'm looking for. It's like, just, just think about that. It doesn't, doesn't mean you have to immediately act because you don't know maybe how God would want you to participate. So that's something to pray about and think about your capacity, your season, your time, your margin, your resource, like all that has to be considered before you jump into something. But that really stood out to me in what we're saying here. It's like, yeah, in order for us to bear fruit and to love God and love people, we do actually have to be a participant, you know, and the Bible calls us citizens of heaven. Mm. <laughs> so if we're citizens of heaven down here on this earth, what are we releasing? Does, you know, does it look more like hell or does it look more like heaven? Yeah. You know, because in heaven, it's selfless and it's sacrificial to Tiffany's point earlier. Like it requires sacrifice and it requires us to give up some things so that we can participate. <laughs> and that's a good thing. Yeah. I love the idea of, just as you said, walking into every situation or sphere in your world and saying, have I been an inhabitant or what does it look like mm -hmm. to be a participant? It could be small tweaks, y'all. It doesn't have to be this, yeah, like, I'm going to totally. save the world. Because the last thing that's we need right. is feeling like the savior of everything. That's not going to help. Yeah, no thanks. But when we totally. feel like a participant and value others and the whole, just as we would value ourselves. And here's the thing, just as you said, I love that you brought in... Um, we are citizens of heaven because here, empire in the world, uh, in the in this time that we live in, in this American dream that we chase yeah. after. If you, I know we have <laughs> listeners from all over the world, but in this idea of um, personal achievement over all, personal achievement over everything. Yeah, it just the system is set up for us to take care of ours and our own, yes, right? Yes. But then Christ invites us to step into that. And honestly, that you know, Ashley and I are approaching this as a justice issue, not as a political issue. Yeah. But to step into humanity as a lover of people, a server yeah. of people, and of course as as we know that does require sacrifice. And I think, you know, the more we walk through this pandemic the more we learn about the racial disparity in america and for some of us we've known about this all along for um our african-american brothers and sisters this is a road that they have walked but for other minorities or just as we talked about various classes that they've walked this road it requires going back to what i said earlier acknowledgement right going back to yeah. acknowledgement and then inhabitant or participant what does it look like for me to care for people who aren't going to give me anything back right what does it look like for me to make margin in my life to serve people simply because they exist not because they i think they need it but yes. because they deserve it yes because they deserve it yes 
Uh, you know what? How we think changes everything. As a man thinketh, mm-hmm. so he is. And so we just encourage you listeners, this is more than ever. We pray that you would just take this time. And you know, some of us have margins, some of us don't. But in those totally. moments where you're in the shower or where you're driving or where you're on a walk, I don't know how you get your time. I don't I don't go on walks. That's not my thing. If I'm going to walk, it has to be for it's purpose. I need to have coffee at the end of it. Yeah, you that's know what, right. girl? It's warming up her. Today's going to be oh. like 85. Oh, it's been like 103 out here. Nope. In these streets. But you tell me it's dry heat, which actually kind of sounds delicious. And that does help, but it actually does feel like perhaps my skin will burn off my body. I'm not certain, <laughs> but it's possible perhaps. that I will have no skin. Perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. So that's why I'll I burn to walk. a crisp. <laughs> Are you doing like SPF 70 every 35 minutes? How do you, I, I'm like, how I do mean, one protect their skin? Yeah, we, we only go to places where you can walk in the shade. So like there's a few parks. Luckily, there's a ton of trees where we live, like a ton. It's very green and super lush. And so we can find places that have a lot of shade. But yeah, there if I'm going to be outside, you better believe I'm like spraying myself with Neutrogena SPF 90. You know what? Okay, I am I am a very big fan of that Neutrogena one. It's the only one I buy. Oh, it's my I favorite. Buy. And it really yes. works. It really works. Also, y'all, if y'all got dark skin, listeners, it is one of the only spray sunscreens I've found that won't have that white sheen on dark skin. So yes, just say, yep. And real good. If you struggle with like, if you have skin cancer in your family, like I do, and I had a melanoma removed in 2007. And so it actually is like the best sunscreen (gasps) for people who really need like solid protection. So yes, just all around. It's the best. (laughs) <laughs> also, while you're buying your bulk meat at Costco, there's a two-pack for $15.99. So go, go get that when you get your six pounds of ground beef. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, sometimes Look at these pro tips we're giving our listeners. Aren't you guys glad that you tuned in? We're going to talk about some heavy stuff. We will also tell you about the deals at Costco. And I don't know why we have no sponsors. What is going on? <laughs> 2020, that'll change. They're all looking for That's some right. airtime. That's so true. Uh, hold on, Ashley. I don't know this about you. Are you a Costco shopper? I only went with a friend. I don't have a Costco membership. So we used to live, our our house in LA before we moved to Manhattan um, was literally walking distance from a Costco. So we totally <gasps> did have one. Oh, Mostly, yeah. to be frank, just to use the gas <laughs> yeah, because we loved getting <laughs> gas there. Um, but then when we moved to Manhattan, we got rid of our Costco membership, even though there's one close to us in Harlem. Um, but when we moved back, we still have yet to to get on the Costco train, which we probably should. But I think... As a person who loves running errands and always has, it's been like my happy place. But during quarantine, it is not my happy place. And pregnant mm. with a mask on for like hours, I just I have a really hard time like actually breathing. Right. And not because I don't believe in masks. Okay, let's get serious here. Um, for those who are on that train, I believe in them. I believe that they work. My mom wears them for 12 hours for the last 30 years, four days a week. So listen, she's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, but I am. it is harder for me being pregnant to feel like there's this thing on my face for four hours. So we have not done the Costco train yet tiffany but i think at some point we probably will because who doesn't need 74 rolls of toilet paper in the garage i just want to know and why don't you need 100 rolls of of paper towels why wouldn't you need that no you guys tell us what you buy at costco because every time i go all i buy is a five pound tub of salmon dip and some ice cream bars and then i'm like why (laughs) am i here again i don't buy anything else well i did buy that neutrogena two pack but you guys, oh, I'm just like, why am I here again? Oh, you know what I did buy? A 10-pound bag of almond flour. See, yes, it's most you random did. stuff. Most of random course. stuff. 
Oh, it's so perfect. That's random. It's random is what I it like is. It. It's you know it's what I thought to myself. Hmm. Ten pounds of almond I'm not sure what I'm going to do with this, but it's going to come in handy. That's right. But nothing else. Nothing that flour. you would actually like need on a day to day was right. Like, I mean, nobody needs salmon dip. Like, <laughs> oh, well, especially five pounds of it. <laughs> oh my gosh! By the end of it, I'm like, I can't even taste anything anymore. It's just like, That's right. Just like goo in my mouth. That's right. I forgot what it's supposed to taste like. Oh, it's um, amazing. Um, but even when I had, even when I had babies, we didn't even get our diapers there. I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing here? That's right. Okay. Okay. You know what? We're going to leave on a high note. I cannot believe I'm telling you this, but mm, yep. You're going to do it. Uh, point We're of no return. So ladies and gentlemen, perhaps the reason I don't have a Costco membership is because my husband has banned me from having one in here is why. When I was pregnant, I like most pregnant women when you need to use the bathroom you need to use the bathroom within a you know two to three minute time frame i wasn't the one who could hold it i'm just a petite thing y'all i am five one and three quarters there's not there's not a lot of height to me there's not a lot of room in there for that growing baby and i remember we were at costco and i had um sciatica i had really really Mm. outrageous outrageous um, nerve pain and it was oh, debilitating. So I couldn't think or do anything else. So a trip to Costco, why was I even there in the first place? Yeah, know? totally. <laughs> um, trying to get out of the house. I don't know. And I remember we were quite far away from the bathrooms in Costco. And I was like, I told my husband, I was like, the nerve pain, it hurts. Like, it hurts to walk. What are we doing here? What was I thinking? I wanted to get out of the house. And he's like, no, we can do it. You're going to make it. I'm like, I'm not going to make it. I'm the girl that's going to drop her pants in Costco and just go in the corner. <laughs> and he's like, Tiffany, I need you to use your rational brain right now. And he's like trying to like, and I'm like, nope, no. He's like, Tiffany, please. And I'm like, I have no shame. I literally have no shame. I will drop my pants here in the toilet. In the irony that it was in the toilet paper section, whatever, it's fine. So I'm just about to just do my business there in the Costco. And he had to like, he had to basically carry me to the bathroom. Oh my gosh! So that you would go in the bathroom? Yeah, you had no I was will like, to no. get there. You guys, you guys, this is who I am. But you're in too deep, people. You've been with us for what year and a half now. <laughs> you know, I need you to know that I'm an outrageously you know, normal person who sometimes has a no. Lapse you of are. That's the that's the reason that sometimes this this kind of thing about Tiffany is so hard to believe because you actually won't meet a, a more modest person, and I really <laughs> oh, mean so that. modest. Like, so modest and very open and generous, but also private. And so it's very interesting to think that like, this is what broke you. But like oh, I said last broke. week, if something happens in pregnancy where you're just like, I have no more control over my body. Yes. And whatever needs to happen right now needs to happen. And you just let everything else go. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Y'all, I don't have sisters, never was in like a dorm, never been around girl. Like and I, I saw a meme the other day that said, you know, you grew up in the Christian purity movement, evangelical purity movement, when you're in a sports bra and leggings and you're home working out and you still feel immodest. Like that is, <laughs> that is <laughs> uh, I'm like, yo, oh, you no, poor definitely. people. I'm so sorry that you guys grew up in that. No worries. Wrote about it in my next book. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Which is available for pre-order, you guys. It's called oh, Pray yes. Tell. And has the most beautiful cover. So I encourage you to go look at it. You can order it on Amazon or wherever books are, books are sold. And man, it's so important to pre-order authors' books because it yeah, determines what deal. stores they get into. Yeah, it's so helpful the for the publishers run. and salespeople. Yep. The print run. Everybody needs to know what's going on. But go get her book, you guys. You can just search it and it'll pop right up on Amazon and you can do a pre-order right now. 
Yeah, so pray exciting. tell. P R E Y. Why we silence women who tell the truth and how everyone can speak up. And you'll Come hear on. more of that in the months to come. Yes. By the w- listeners, we love you. We're here yes. for you. Let us know how we can be praying for you. Let us know how you're making it through quarantine. Yeah. Slide into those DMs. We're here for you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hey, listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit TiffanyBloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit AshAbercrombie.org. See you next week.